Hello and welcome to Lit with Meredith. I am your host, Meredith, and today I am joined by Senior Owen, who took on the challenging and unusual, probably you've never heard of it, text, uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Welcome, Owen. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. So, Owen, um, this isn't a question that I gave you on your list, but how mm-hmm. is it that you've made it uh, this far in your, in your life without reading Harry Potter? Um, I'm not sure. Never been um, a big reader. So um, my sister has been, my sister's a sophomore in college and she's been reading Harry Potter just for fun. So I was like, I might as well read the first one. It's a great, great series. So, I mean, it's, it's a lot of people's favorite series. If, uh, if you've listened to other episodes of the podcast, I ask kids, what's your favorite book? And I think across the board, a lot of them say Harry Potter. Wow. Yeah, so I'm glad that you were able to, you know, have a good experience with it. No, me as well. Um, So is your sister reading the books what inspired you to pick it up? Yes, pretty much. Um, She just was really enjoying them. She had never read them either, so she recommended them, and I was wanted to read them. Now, have you seen the movies? Yes, of course. Okay, because I'm wondering if you have just, like, existed for this long with any harry potter knowledge at all oh yeah i definitely watched all the series all the movies um okay yeah so you, you're familiar with like the basic storyline the characters yeah. yeah okay um but i'm interested how you approach this as kind of like an academic text because mm-hmm. um, this is something that you were kind of asked to analyze yeah. um what were some of the major themes that you noticed in the book um for me i would say first kind of the biggest one is friendship um, and kind mm-hmm. of how, you know, Harry is this big, famous kid going to the wizard world. He doesn't really know it until he's there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he, he has all these fans. And it's like um, pro- probably, I would imagine, difficult for him to find people who are truly like just um, kind of talking to him because they like him, not because of like what he did, um, like by standing right. up to Voldemort when he was a baby. So like, and I think when it comes to that, like Harry or um, Hermione and um, Ron were like kind of perfect fits because they're kind of um, outcast kind of like Harry um, like Hermione mm-hmm. is from like a, a muggle family and then Ron is kind of from like a, a lower class family um, and so like I think that really really shows that they were true friends to Harry not just people who kind of cared about him just because of like what he had done it's interesting because you have that, that opening scene when they're on the train together mm-hmm. and kind of meeting each other for the first mm-hmm. time. And Harry is still at that point kind of unaware of his own fame. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's really interesting to kind of watch at least like the whole, that whole couple, like the whole chapter probably when he realizes how famous he is and then he's got all this attention. And he, he kind of goes from, you know, zero to 100 because he's he's living in this like, his home with the Dursleys who are awful to him and think he's like no Mm -hmm. good and then he's like all of a sudden this like huge star um you can definitely see how that plays like into his ego kind of throughout the the book he he kind of goes through like ups and downs with the classmates first off really liking him and then he loses points for Gryffindor and then they start like you know not liking him he's kind of unexpected by that um or they end up kind of just like being angry with him for a little bit at least people in his house um but I don't know. That was really interesting. It's you can totally see in the movie and in the book how 
how Ron and Hermione, like, didn't really know it was Harry Potter until a few minutes into talking, Ron, Ron realizes, like, oh, this is Harry Potter. And you can kind of see, like, he's not just, he, he didn't just, like, his first impression was not just, like, oh, you're Harry Potter. It was just, like, he needed a, a place to sit on the train. And then, you know, he sat with Harry and then he realized it. So that kind of shows, I don't know what kind of, what kind of person he is. Like, they're, they're way better than most of the other people, I feel like, they're. Yeah, I imagine somebody in Harry's position is kind of, um, he's very new to the idea that people know who he is. But yeah. as soon as he's kind of made aware of it, he's like a little reluctant. And I think in friendships, he's a little reluctant, largely because of how he's been treated by people who he is supposed to be reliant on. Mm -hmm. You've got this really distrustful relationship with the people who are his family. Um, and so I imagine that makes it difficult for him to kind of connect and open up with other people. Yeah, definitely. Like his family was like awful to him. Um, mm -hmm. And then it, it's it's definitely a big change going to be like this famous guy. Um, and I don't yeah. know, he, he was definitely, definitely modest about it. Like obviously he didn't know, but like, um, I don't know. I feel like he kept his, he didn't let it really get to his head that much in this first book. Um, which was no, not in the first book. It, that won't happen until like the, um, the fourth and no, the yeah. fifth one. My sister was telling me that she like hates him in the fourth and fifth. So <laughs> he's, you know, an obnoxious, you know, 15, 16 year old. So mm -hmm. uh it, it it's interesting to watch him go through that stage of being like just an absolute turd. Yeah. Um what did you think? So this is a little below maybe your reading level. Mm -hmm. Um how did you connect with like the structure and the style of the writing? Um the style's pretty straightforward. Um like, especially, mm -hmm. I, I definitely saw that when I, I watched the movie after I read it. Um, and it was kind of like, the lines are very similar from the book to the movie, like the dialogue. Yeah. Um, and so that was kind of like, kind of annoying to me, because I was like, I literally just read all of this, like, they're just saying the same <laughs> things. But, um, right. I don't know, I think, I think the story is really well played out. I like, I mean, it comes in the first, like, half of the book, or first quarter is him, like, finding out he's a wizard. And that, for me, was the most interesting part. Um kind of like introducing all the cool wizard stuff. And then you do kind of get information that the the movie doesn't get. Um, there are like some scenes where it's more specific in the book, which was, which is entertaining. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know, I think this, I think the structure is good. It's really like an entertaining read. Like I read it in like a week or two because I got into it. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um, so did you, so this is a text, it, it's interesting because um, it's often used in, there's like entire college courses devoted to like Harry Potter mm. um, as like a deep intellectual text. So a complaint I often get from students as an English teacher is that we'll be analyzing a text and I'll be talking about symbolism and I'll be like, oh, well, the dog sleeping under the bench doesn't actually it's not actually a dog. It's a metaphor. Um, and some scholars have analyzed Harry Potter as like a religious allegory or um, it's the whole thing is a metaphor for the difficulty between like church and state. Um, were you thinking about any of that when you were reading it? Or were you more focused on, you know, the enjoyment and major plot yeah, lines? Yeah, I totally wasn't. I wasn't totally thinking about that but now that you mention it it does make sense like just because i don't know how they i guess how they try to keep keep themselves a secret from kind of the the rest of the world the the 
the magical mm-hmm. or the wizards and witches. Um, and that part's mm-hmm. cool. They definitely go into more detail about that, like hiding it, which was interesting, actually. Probably the most interesting part of the book is like they um, they go into detail about like Ron's dad and how he works for the ministry and like how he is like um, works a lot with like muggle, muggle magic and like helps with like covering yeah. covering that stuff up. And that was like the interesting because they, they really don't talk about that in the book, how they how like they keep um, themselves hidden from the real real world. And they, they go into that, um, which is interesting. Yeah, they just kind of gloss over Ron's dad a bit in the in the movies. He's kind of made out to be like this bumbling kind of uh, silly fool. But he has a really interesting job. Yeah, no, he really does. It's cool. What surprised you most when you were reading Harry Potter? What surprised me? Um. I don't know like I, I kind of mentioned friendship um and then another th- theme I thought mm-hmm. was like kind of loyalty and trust and like being being true to yourself I saw that in like the the first scene or no not the first scene but like the first scene where they're at Hogwarts I think they're at they're at Hogwarts in the movie in the book I think they're in like the Diagon Alley but Harry meets Malfoy and he mm. Malfoy says like I can help you like like show show the bad ones from the good or something like that and harry says like I, right. i'm sorry like, i can do that for myself and like i think it would be really easy to kind of give into that and say like yo yeah like let's be friends but kind of harry wants to to be the one to to decide for himself who his friends are going to be and i feel like he kind of has that like built inside him he knows who the good people are and who the bad people are pretty quickly um you can see that in the book i think yeah, it's interesting how you can see their relationships evolve a little more. Um, you get it a little s- more slowly in the mm-hmm. book than you do with the movie because the pacing of a book is entirely different from a movie. Yeah. Yeah, like he... Um, oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. All okay. you. Um, just in terms of, like, um, Malfoy, I think a big difference between the books and the movies is, like, in the books, Harry, like, stands up to him more and like calls him out more and in the mm-hmm. in the movies I feel like he's a little more um soft towards him which is kind of interesting I wonder yeah. why they did that just something I noticed yeah um were there so you talked about like this Diagon Alley scene were there any scenes or quotes that stood out to you in particular um yeah the the quote um one of the quotes that I liked my favorite probably was by Dumbledore um, mm. and he says it does not do to it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live and also the truth Dumbledore dies it is a beautiful and terrible thing and should therefore be treated with great caution and that was when like Harry was looking into the to the mirror and figuring out like his greatest mm. wants and I, I thought that was like in terms of like um, analysis that was like the biggest scene for me just because of like the quotes and actually how it was like true like he's looking at something he wanted most and like it's hard to to just like get caught up in that because that's what you want most and like it's probably not going to happen um and Dumbledore like kind of talks about the history of like how like people have gotten lost in that and kind of ruined their lives um mm. and it's kind of like I don't know I feel like it's better to have to have what you want most or your dreams that's like in your head as a reality instead of seeing it as a reality because if you see it you can get lost in it and just kind of like you know it'll never come true because you've you've already witnessed it in the mirror so the the metaphor behind the mirror of 
Eris said is um, is really interesting in that like here you are and you're facing your dreams head on, but these are unachievable dreams. Yeah, and it's kind of an interesting uh, metaphor to have in a what I would qualify as a children's book um, because we're always telling kids like, oh, if you work hard, you can achieve whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe it's actually telling kids that they should have achievable dreams. I mean, yeah, no, it's true. But I, I also think like with like seeing, seeing your dream, it kind of, it, you kind of lose a little bit of your drive to, to achieve the, the goal because you're seeing it firsthand. Um, right. And then you also kind of realize how difficult it is. And for Harry, you know, he's seeing his parents very unachievable. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that must have been hard for him. Like, especially for Harry, he could get lost in that mirror because it's just never going to come true. Um, but for someone like Ron, like he saw himself like winning the Quidditch Cup, which is like, you know, definitely possible. So I feel like it it varies a lot um, with kind of like what people want most. But it you can definitely get lost in it. And it's not something I don't know you should dwell on. I don't know. I don't think I'd look in the mirror if I had if I had the opportunity. If you had the option, I think it would. I think it would do weird things to me. Well, it's the it's the concept that like these are your dreams, but aren't you aware of your dreams to a certain extent? It's the mirror is bringing up things that you didn't even know that you wanted, mm-hmm. um, like Harry or things that are so kind of buried in your subconscious that you're unaware that that is the thing that you want most in life. Um, for, for Ron, Ron wants to stand out. Yeah. He wants to be special in a family where he doesn't feel all that special. So by being head boy or um, winning the, uh, the Quidditch cup or winning the house cup, he's like, these are the things that are going to make me stand out. But ultimately, Ron stands out for a number of different reasons Yeah. Um, throughout the course of the, the books. Yeah, no. He doesn't, need to, he doesn't need those things. No, definitely not. Ron is like a very, he's a very brave individual. And that's what sets him apart, yeah. I'd say. Because like he, when they're in the um, kind of the chamber looking for the Sorcerer's Stone, he sacrifices himself so they can go. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a very brave thing. Like, I feel like him more than his brothers, he he would sacrifice himself for like any of his friends for Harry or Hermione. Like he's very loyal. It's an interesting kind of character analysis. Like, uh, and I'd be interested if you were going to go on and read the other books, how you think Ron as a character has evolved Mm -hmm. because um, some people would argue that he is at his best in the first book and then his character kind of um, loses some of his spunk. Yeah. Um, did your opinion of the book change as you were reading it? Um, not really. Honestly, if anything, I became more interested in it. Um, just because Good. of the detail, like I really, I don't know. It, it really helps with seeing the movie. Like I have it in my mind, kind of like what Hogwarts looks like and such. But then, even yeah. the much more detail in the book, and then you can get like a better picture in your head. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like everything makes sense more in the book. Like, um, you you know where like you know more about like Hagrid, you know more about the characters, you know more about like where everything is and Hogwarts and like what they actually do day to day. I feel like they mm-hmm. go into that like one of their weekends, like what they're doing. And then in like the book, it's kind of like, oh, they're just like at this school of like wiz- witchcraft and wizardry. But like in the book, I feel like, oh, I can relate to this. Like I went to a boring school too. Like 
they're, they're yeah. doing stuff on the weekend they're going out to the fields or whatever but like I don't know I, I that definitely like made me more interested in it because I could see like similarities um with myself with the book do you uh, have you made plans to read some of the other books yeah I, I started a second so I'm like well done. yeah already in there entirely good. unprompted too. yeah of course I, I don't know I, I want to read them all I think yeah um Owen do you have a favorite book of all time um, I think my favorite book of all time is To Kill a Mockingbird. Uh, a it's very classic, yeah. Yeah. I read it in, like, one of my um, English and... classes, and, like, okay. I really enjoyed it. You know, we don't often have kids saying, like, oh, something I read in class is my favorite book. So, you know, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, how would you describe your relationship with reading in three words? Not very good. <laughs> but it's improving no it's definitely getting better um i don't know yeah. i i've never been a big reader but like when i'm forced to read things in like in english class like i definitely enjoy it more it's just like i don't enjoy books that are very slow paced and for harry potter that was mm. a good book for me because there's always something going on so it's like don't really want to put the book down yeah well if you um if you speed through um Chamber of Secrets, you could possibly do your multi genre project on that. Oh, true. And that would be a heck of a project. Think so? Yeah, I do. You'll have a lot to work with. Yeah, true. I'll think about that. Good idea. Yeah. Um, all right, Owen. Well thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. You're very welcome. And I I will see you tomorrow. Yep, sounds good. All right, bye. Goodbye, Meredith.